50? I would argue it was because it, everyone was funny, and that was why. Yeah. It was the entertaining and enjoyable conversation yeah. because yeah. everyone was chatting. contributing and, like, we were, none of us, no one was taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, hence we should probably just do stupid movies. Story of my life. <laughs> Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guys who went to Cranbrook and whose parents have a really good marriage, Martin and Brady. Man, shut the fuck up. All of us never do shit about nothing, and we're still broke as fuck and living at home with our moms. Ain't that some shit? Speak a little truth and people lose their minds. This week, we walked a mile, or eight, in the shoes of aspiring musicians, we started with the rise of B-Rabbit, a.k.a. Eminem, in the 2002 feature, 8 Mile. That was followed up by the NWA biopic in Straight Outta Compton from 2015. What do we think? Which of these movies wins the rap battle? I think they're both really fucking good. Well, I mean, you're talking about some all-time, I mean, a literal, true, all-time band or group. 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 <laughs> Super group. Band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Group. And... Uh, Maybe a super group before anyone knew what a super group yeah. was. And, it, and yeah. then they weren't at the time because nobody knew who any of them <laughs> right. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it proved out to be a, a super group of rappers. Yeah, what came up from that for sure. Um, and, yeah, on the, on the other side, Eminem was obviously the star, but it is an Eminem, you know. It's, right. uh, to that point, do you think it's better to have a biopic <laughs> that is loosely based on somebody's life or – one where it's autobiographical, where the people who lived it are actually the ones who are like spearheading it and leading it and telling the story of how they came up. Well, so a, a fold of that is, does that make it accurate? Yeah. Or That's why I said autobiographical. They get to tell the story uh, the <laughs> I, way they I want think it. Serve, serve the project. Serve the movie. Yeah. Like, to Take whatever you want to make it a better movie. Like, You don't have to... Um, if you can Just have make shit up, man. Yeah, make shit up. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, if the what is it? What is it? If the, what do they say? If the lie or if the truth don't let the, don't the let lie, the truth get in the way of a good yeah, story. I think it's like if the lie is better than or more entertaining than the truth, then print the lie or something like that. Okay, um, well, fuck it, put it in now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not it, but it's a saying now. Um, I said so. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying is, did they take liberties with Straight Outta Compton? Oh, we know they and did. We know they did. <laughs> right. But it's a makes for a great movie. Um, and yeah, if you want to spend time looking up exactly, you guys probably did, and we can get into that, but I think we probably wanted to start with 8 Mile. Yeah. And with 8 Mile, I mean, I, I know people are probably going into it are like, oh, this is his story. Yeah. And there's I, so many probably similarities, but um, but yeah, it was it was not. I think when it was coming out, I think I thought that's what it was. Yeah. And then... I don't remember if it was after I saw it or right before, but I at some point found out that it was, it wasn't. It was the right. I mean, I think it, yeah. To that point, there was a lot of similarities, a lot of threads to pull on, but he yeah. specifically didn't want to make the movie his story. Right. So, I agree with you. I think a bulk of people probably saw it and or heard of it, and they're like, "Oh, that's Eminem's story." Right. But I want to know: Did he write a lot of the ending, the rap, the rap battles, or was that like the writer of the movie? Cause they're cause they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, that like, would be that would be interesting to go back and figure out like who wrote, you know, like Lickety Split and Lottos and yeah, all their 
battles because right. it might have been them. Pop and lock. <laughs> it made me think of uh, the way way back. Yeah. And, uh, our boy Pop, Pop and, and lock. When I heard it the first time, I kind of like did a. I just saw the way way back on a, on a plane a couple months back, and I I still think that movie's phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. We did it on the pod, and yeah. so when I. When I just heard that for the first time, I, I kind of like twitched, and I'm like, "Papa Luck, <laughs> uh, Papa Doc, uh, Anthony Mackie's first yeah. movie, first yeah. role. That's crazy. Yeah. One, it doesn't feel like he should be the right age for that to be his first movie, like because of what he is now. Yeah, and, and obviously he, you know, he got that MCU money, yeah. uh, but he's <laughs> he's just is a fixture in a, a lot of the movies we've seen over the last decade, and to think that. This movie was his first role. Was it? It, it kind of baffled me that I that that was the case because he wasn't in a lot of stuff. It seemed right after. Like it, I think he grew from that. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't IMDb him, but I, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's just say you saw this. We all saw this movie probably in '02 or really soon after. Soon after, yeah. And we all know who Anthony Mackie is. And I don't know if you remember that he was in it before rewatching it, no, but because at the time you saw him, you definitely didn't know who he was. So. Well, I shouldn't say I. It was before I rewatched it this time. I did know it was him, but it, it wasn't on the obviously on the first only movie. one I could tell you for sure was in this movie was Mackay Pfeiffer because <laughs> the song the song, the song calls him out. you know made him uh, notorious whatever the right word is but uh, notorious yeah yeah but there's immortalized there you go immortalized that's, immortalized. that's the one I wanted in in re- really probably the best song from a like, I mean that ties into the movie an like, absolute movie. banger. Yeah, um, right. All timer. So it it was recorded obviously for the movie. Should have done it for soundtrack September. It was the first rap song to win an Academy Award for best original song. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. I, I I watched those Academy Awards when Eminem went. No one doubts <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that Taryn Manning was in this. Like, what's the point of her character? The, so the you girlfriend that you kept thinking it, pregnant. Like, you kept thinking it was going to come back to something, yeah. or at least I did. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, that's she, why I wrote it off and not remembered. Didn't remember that that was. And I saw something where she like auditioned for both the roles, like yeah. she and uh, so they liked her enough to give her the shittier one, um, <laughs> or maybe they just thought Brittany Murphy was just a little sexier or something, whatever. Yeah, played that played knew that her better. better, but so really, you could I cut agree. that out completely, Agreed. and it doesn't. Nothing because they start with it like, oh, she's pregnant. And I it's think. Like, oh my god, the His only life is in that's the thing. He's the, pregnant. I think it was a plot driver in order to get him back to the trailer. But literally, okay. you don't need her back in the movie. Then it yeah. could just be a thing that happened. You don't ever need to revisit it. Right. Let alone sit outside her window for exactly. a, a minute and drive off. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with you. It yeah. didn't really do a lot. Well, I'm, I'm I'm missing it if if it if there's reason behind it. What I what I really like about this movie is that it's it's not like he his life isn't so much better at the end of it than in the beginning. It's just like this little thing, but it's it's not like a rags to riches story. It's oh just no, like rags to slightly better rags. You it know? doesn't like, solve really much. It get for but um, but his but his what for him internally he's like I'm ready to ready to do this. I'm and ready there's to, a d- to yeah he might sign himself up thing. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So real quick though. Really, really good movie. Yeah. yeah. And really, really well done by Eminem. Obviously not straying too far from the world that he knows, but like for a guy who's never done a movie before. Yeah, he or, acted really well. Or since. Yeah. He was very, very good in the role. Like not I don't think any at any point I was like, Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he didn't this is what you get this is what you get when you put an Eminem in the movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
it wasn't that at all. And that, and that doesn't just count the rapping battle scenes. I mean, he's doing a lot of kind of heavy lifting off, like on an emotional front throughout the movie, whether it's like, he's good face acting. Like he's there's yeah. emotion on his face when it's just close up of him and, and he's not talking and that's hard to and do. And he's I in think. every scene. I think it said like, he, Oh really? Yeah. He said every scene and afterwards he was like, never again. He thought it was exhausting. Yeah. The whole thing, like, just completely uh, wore him out. But he he is legitimately, I thought, uh, and, and talk about a one and doneer. I think they said he's actually been like he's been in a couple like cameos and other right, films, but like but never, not like, really acting. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty impressive, I think, for someone who wasn't an actor, especially, but also just a, a one movie in and out. That's a pretty good resume. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting just to see like some of the people that are obviously surrounding him in the cast that they put in like we already mentioned anthony mackie did you um, remember the the cast vividly i really didn't so i remember his crew what i didn't remember i didn't remember greg michael shannon michael shannon oh, me, I, I saw him on the er, opening credits that, and yeah. i was like who is michael shannon yeah. yeah i was like okay I he was like a record one of the like djs or record executives <laughs> yeah or something that they to and then he turns out to be uh jimmy's mom's boyfriend i'm like <laughs> greg what <laughs> Um, but yeah, I remember like Kim Basinger being it and, and, you know, obviously like having that supporting cast behind him, like being able to push him forward. But, you know, a couple of the things that I liked about this that I, we can talk about in the next movie that just a little bit different was I wasn't waiting for the songs, right? Cause these were all like freestyles and things yeah. like that. So in the other, next movie we're talking about, like you're waiting, like, oh, this is when this song comes out. Right. Yeah. This is when this song. So you kind of know where the story's going and like you can see the cues that you're getting there. This was more of just like you're watching the story unfold and you know, like the scene where he goes to um the parking garage where they're rapping in the parking lot and then when he's rapping in the food truck against exhibit. Yeah. And like those things that just kinda like popped up organically felt very like good and you know, real and like, hey, that just happened and like I would agree with you, however I think part of the reason that you're not one because there aren't songs, right? Like, yeah. like you said, but also it's because the music in this movie is ridiculously good. <laughs> Literally, start out right out of the gate with Mob Deep with Shook Ones too. Oh my yes. god! Like, yes. first of all, how much did they pay for the music that they put in this movie? Because it's like banger after banger after yeah. banger. I mean, then they get to Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what you're talking about. Definitely. <laughs> but I mean, literally to start with Shook Ones too was was crazy. And that's what but, I I didn't then they realize. Use, yeah, and then they use it later yeah, on in the, the yeah, beat. No, <clears throat> to bring no it such back. thing as halfway crooks and everyone yeah. yells it with them. I, I, I love that part. Right. Like intentional, which is great, but like every time there was music in the movie, I'm like, oh damn, like damn. Yeah. And then even like when they're just sitting around, like you hear it in the background, like you hear Wu Tang, you hear yep. Biggie, you hear all the other songs. Wait, that are what year from. is this supposed to be? Did it say in the beginning? Was it ninety five? Yes, oh, I don't remember. I think they did say. I thought I, I thought they said ninety five, which is which is when that song came out too. So I don't um, remember. Anyway, I, I'm not sure. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I didn't remember specifically that they dated it. Yeah, I I thought they did because if you look at like the soundtrack, right? You got like this is how we do it, and you it got is ninety five players ball, uh, get money by Junior Mafia. It's that's, really that's really, really kind of cool that yeah they did that. It's that really good. Huge. Like that's why everyone in the crowd would, would yeah, know it. It's consistently going through, but like I was just very very impressed. Like I just I can't imagine it was cheap, and <laughs> for a movie that I don't think I can't imagine had a big budget. 
feel like they had to have used most of their budget on getting music, which is not the worst idea to help establish a rap centric movie, like put good hip hop music in there. Right. The one thing that I remember watching, so I, I've obviously seen it before and then going back and watching like the, the deleted scenes and things like that were the rap battles. And one of the things they did was they had people like everybody in the crowd, they gave an option of like four, three or four people to come up and, you know, audition essentially. Uh, not necessarily. That's only because they were there all day. You're right. They were there. It, it was a bonus because of people were getting restless. Yeah. Being on, on, on set so, essentially all day. So they let like people come up and Eminem was just supposed to sit there and not say anything. Like he was supposed to pantomime like his battles against them and they were going to like, you know, show him winning and, you know, ADR it later. Yeah. But, um, they said that uh, one of them, he just had to like let loose, and he just rapped in front of them and like went against them and battle rapped them. So it's just you know again showing the skill of somebody that can play these roles where it's like like I said it's it's loosely based on his life, but being able to have somebody who has the authentic skill for that scene, you know, same way like Ray Allen was a basketball player and he got game right. right. Like you put somebody who's authentically good at that you know, the role and the character they're playing. And then you can just see like, eventually some of that expertise is going to come out and come through. And I think it does really well. So it was written by Scott Silver, it says, um, who wrote Joker as well. And he's going to do the next one. He did the fighter. So yeah, I I just, I don't know where, like, that's why I want to know how much he wrote it or how much Eminem input with like the actual, Rap Wait, what's wrong with Fighter? The Mark Wahlberg. Well, what's interesting Christian Bale. Christian Bale. What's interesting that's right. What's interesting about that is I saw a tidbit that there was thoughts of a sequel. Mm-hmm. You saw this? Yeah. And the sequel was gonna be Southpaw. That Jake Gyllenhaal ended up being in a boxing oh. movie that Eminem was that was gonna be like the turn that he eventually became and I was like, that would have been stupid <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I, I would have been infuriated. Like Jimmy wins the wins the rap battle and then's like ah fuck this I'm gonna go fight. It was uh, did I miss a punch that was impressive? Like oh man you should you can really hit yeah because he didn't hit anybody when he got jumped. <laughs> I did uh, a tidbit that I didn't realize especially at the time. They said it was the second highest biggest debut for an R rated movie uh, in '02 at the time. I looked up what it was what what was ahead of it. You wouldn't guess it, so I'm not, we don't need to play that game. But it was Hannibal. Oh. Hannibal had was like a couple million higher than that. what it did fifty one million on its opening weekend. Weird, yeah. I was <laughs> random, rando. <laughs> so, um, do you guys know what an accusation audit is? Is that what Eminem did to <laughs> to everybody there? <laughs> well, so essentially, what it is is like you get out in front of anything negative that somebody's going to say. And like you address it right. Well, okay, well, I, I know where you're going. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's ex- exactly what the it's a ne- it's a negotiation term, right? Okay. Like you figure out like, hey, Martin, you know, this stuff has happened in the past, or this stuff is wrong, and you know, I'm not just gonna rail on that. Like, let's move past it. So that's what the last battle. Every time I, you know, see it, I think of that because it's like he went out and just told him everything negative. Yeah. All thanks to Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob. Yeah. Saved him. <laughs> Aren't you scared about what they're going to say about you? And it was smart. And it was like, what can, cause you know, and obviously the, the flair that Eminem has for that, it, he did it perfectly. And 
Yeah, there was nowhere for uh, Pop and Lock to go. That's the difference between all all his rap battles and every, everyone everyone else is just kind of saying generic shit that they could say about anybody. You could really like insert yes. that. In, whereas him, or his stuff is very specific, and he could turn it really really quickly. Um, I mean, obviously it's it's fictional, but right. I, I, I there are people that can make that shit up on yes. a spot like that yeah. and, and, and do whatever, and it, it's just an amazing skill. Yeah, that I, I can't imagine. Oh, and there was some really good. Uh, Against you know his opponents, there were really good verses. There were some you know good good lines that yeah. were uh, the first one. I, I did he go against uh, the very first time he went up there and lost or or choked and didn't say anything. Was he he was going up against the same guy who he faced in the first round on the final one, right? No. So the, no, the one he it went wasn't. Up, uh, I'm trying to think of the dude's name. I can't. Like he split. Yeah, it no, wasn't no. like he split. No, no, he was going up against Mackie against Papa. No, he never no. faced him until the end. So the first guy that he goes up against and loses to is Proof. Proof. Oh, and doesn't from, and when he doesn't say anything, when he chokes. Yeah, yeah. Proof's D twelve from D twelve. But who? I don't remember. His, I don't remember his name in the movie. But yeah, I don't. Uh, it was like Ox or something like that. I think that's right. Um, that's but, right. But yeah, he loses to a guy who ends up being in his super group. Um, and then loosely, <laughs> and then Obi Trice is in it too. He's in the. In the parking lot. He's the rapper in the parking lot that starts. Okay. And he goes up there. Oh, he's big. No? No. Who's he, the big dude? Uh, Bizarre. Bizarre. But I don't think he made the cut. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> he didn't make the movie. It was interesting to see Exhibit 2, obviously, as a rando. That must have been early in their relationship that, like, they were... It was like, yeah, you could be a uh, maintenance worker or whatever at the uh, at the at the plant. Well, maybe that's where he got his love for pimp and ride. <laughs> you never know. You never he know. Saw all the Detroit stamp. He's like, hey, we could do it. Make a business out of this. <laughs> what do you guys know um, Saul from? Omar Benson Miller, Transformers. Yeah. Saul, um, his his big friend. Yeah. Um, uh, he nothing. was in uh, that uh, the rock show on Ballers. Uh, Ballers, yeah, yes. that's right, that's right. Oh, I dude, figured, I figured you guys watched Ballers. No, dude, yeah, you did. Saul was his name. I think that's that's Saul. Here. Soul. Oh, Soul. Well, I wouldn't got that either. But uh, dude, <laughs> Soul George, it says here. He was in West Wing, brother. He was in West Wing. He played a high school kid who was going to go play O tackle at uh, Ohio State, oh. <laughs> and Charlie uh, Charlie's buddy or okay, gotcha. brings him over to the White House, and he's got like a record, and yeah, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, that's definitely. So, uh, so then there's a West Wing reunion on Ballers because Dulé Hill. Oh, he's, he's yep. the president. That's when right. Dulé comes GM. back. Never, never finished that show. I still got to. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> Can't stop. Rocking. Ballers. You made it all the way to the I'm end. I'm your guy. <laughs> My brother made it all the way through, and I'm like, "You watched Ballers, but you haven't watched West Wing yet. Come on, get on it." I know, I know. <laughs> Jelani, Jelani and Matt can bond over there. Come on, Matt, Clara, get on it. We're just gonna have um, a binge sesh. <laughs> but yeah, Cheddar, Cheddar Bob. When we so part of the reason I thought I wanted to do this movie was because last week we did um, Den of <laughs> yeah, was he in Den of yeah Den of yeah, Thieves yeah. with Evan Jones, aka Cheddar Bob, and I'm like, that's that's all he'll ever be is Cheddar Bob. <laughs> um, uh, and yes, he was. And I had forgotten him when you guys said it. I was like, dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> don't, he, don't even remember him <laughs> no. shooting himself. Putting my best friend, dude. I didn't Bob remember did Michael Shannon. <laughs> I didn't remember. There was plenty I didn't remember from uh, from uh, from Eight Mile. I mean, it just been it's been based a while. on a, based on a real person too. They said Cheddar Bob was one of Eminem's real friends, but he didn't actually shoot himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, again, he's just loosely based. <laughs> <laughs> loosely based. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was really fun to rewatch this. I don't know that I've seen. I probably saw it a couple times. You know, after the DVD came out, yeah, and it crushed DVD too. They said like it was a massive 
success on the deep 40 million on the first day of release almost as much as it did at the theater opening day this is only the second time i've seen it all the way through but i've seen that last 15 minutes or whatever like all of his like countless times on clips and videos yeah because it's so it's just so good yeah um that i mean that makes the movie like the rest of it i know you said it's a great movie, and it, and it is it's good performances all the way through it's a good movie but it is a little long to just get to that that payoff at the end it's just it's amazing right probably, probably like the one of the best finishes of any movie, and that's and that's one of the things that you're kind of waiting for. But like, like you said, like you you know that that's coming, so you mm-hmm. kind of just like, all right, we're gonna get through, we're gonna get through. Yeah, you know, some of the stuff with like obviously his mom and Greg, and you know, that's turmoil that you gotta think about. But then like him getting beat up, and then him beating up Wink in the studio, and all that stuff. You're just like, okay, I know where we're going, so let's just get there. I got emotional watching. The little girl screamed for him when he was getting his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah I felt bad. I felt really bad for her. She had a hard life ahead of her. <laughs> Not anymore, mom won bingo. Oh, it's true. Thirty-two hundred dollars. That was kind of a weird thing too, right? Like, yeah, you know, the pancakes or not? You know, just like okay, mom won bingo. Yeah, didn't need to have that happen. Yeah, well, I think I think you did. I think you had to see like. The little incremental things that were just starting to change. So a little, right. little bit better. Yeah. But it, yeah, it could have been something other than bingo, maybe. Well, they, they, that was a callback. They had, they had said it earlier. No, I, I know the show's goals, but like, it would have been better maybe if she had gotten a job. <laughs> I think one thing is realistic. and one. Thing... <laughs> um, well, speaking of long movies. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize <laughs> Holy how long it was. Holy shit sticks. I had forgotten how long this straight out of Compton was. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. actually thought took that into account that when I watched I wish Mile I would. first because I, I was like, man, I'm gonna have to put in some work on Straight Outta Compton. So let me get Eight Mile, knock that out, and then I forgot. But then I remembered. Oh yeah, that was my complaint the first time I saw. It, is this movie is so long, and I don't normally complain about long movies, but when it feels long, that's a problem. And was, this yeah. one feels long. I was with our with our friend of the pod, uh, Jason Andreas, this week, and. And uh, I told him I watched it, and I was just, just going to start it, but I ended up watching the whole thing. I stayed up way too late. You like, had to. Have. He's like, I went to bed. He's like, I went to bed early. I'm like, uh, not me. He's like, what were you doing? <laughs> I had a hotel room. I, I, uh, I had an early rise for. I ended up oversleeping. Miss like threw my alarm the, to work the next day. Not late, but uh, I was just like, but damn. To, to its credit, I didn't want to turn it off. Maybe by the by, by the time I realized there was still like a half an hour to go, I was like, I really should call it quits, but I'm not going to. I now. paused it to walk the dog, and I was like, Oh my god, there's <laughs> so much left right now. I was like, I'm not even halfway. What the hell? It's, but I thought I thought it was really good. It's throughout. good for me. I think it's good. It's too long. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I could. I'm gonna come off that stance. I just don't know what to cut. What would you cut? I mean, you could cut the pool scenes. What are they? <laughs> Uh, you guys remember when I told I'm not you? Not cutting the remember, remember when I told you about uh, my big window in the front of the house with watching Dan Wilder? Wow, we I won. I found a, a topper here. Jeez, Louise! Uh, there's no fast forwarding through the amounts of uh, of boobs that were on my. Oh my! It was a lot. I was like, oh boy, oh man, another pool scene. Here we go. Yeah, I don't. I, they I don't, don't drive the movie forward that much. No, not at all. There's a lot. Honestly, I think there's a lot you could cut. I think they want that in. I they want the party lifestyle. Right. They just sure. want to showcase that lifestyle that they were living at the time. There's a lot of not moving the. the I think there's plenty of room to cut. I, I think this is a. It could be a two-hour movie. Maybe I'm crazy, and still no, be a not, really good movie. You're not crazy, but you would have to. I, I just feel like 
they cut they, they cut they they cut to this. Yeah, they 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 cut a lot of stuff out. They cut the the D Barnes stuff out with, with Dre. They cut other stuff out. Like this movie was long. Yeah, may, okay, may, maybe what I would cut is a few of the Jerry Heller and Easy E yeah. together scenes, See? like plotting you're, stuff out. You're, you're right. right. All right, you're I'll already on board. Well, I was thinking as yeah. as you said it, I'm like, what would I? That'd be the only thing. But maybe they want you know they thought Paul Giamatti was good or something acting. I mean, he I love Paul Giamatti, but. But yeah, we we get it. Yeah. You know, he was he was not gonna it was not gonna go well. No one likes yeah. Paul. No one likes uh, Jerry Heller. No, I agree. There, I I think you could shave and make this a lot more a lot tighter. And I don't think you're gonna find people disappointed. I'm just like it was it was yeah. So but long. I think I, I really think it's like ten or fifteen minutes that I that I'm complaining about. And you're you're thinking more like a, a full forty five. Well, it was, was two twenty four. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was even longer. I think that. it was two thirty six. Yeah, I thought it was over oh. the thirty mark. Yeah. Maybe you guys watch the other version. <laughs> Maybe we watch the, the uh, extended version. The extended well, version. The, the pool scenes were extended based off my uh, neighbors gawking. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled up a chair. What, what do you, they got going on? Oh, look, the podcast is booming again. <laughs> but do you guys like? You guys are probably bigger bigger rap fans than me. Are is is Dre, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube? All, all, all top ten for you guys. Dre's not a top ten rapper. By any means, but in terms of like the Chronic, I think is one of my one of my favorite albums, like hands down. I will say, Dre has had influence on so much, yeah, and no denying that producer and just kind of like getting things going. Like that's one of the best parts. I I really liked Corey Hawkins' performance, yeah, as Dre. Yeah, agreed. You can see like the wheels are constantly turning. Like he's always looking like all right. I know where my strengths are. Like he's yeah. like, I'm not the rapper. Yeah. And and that was one of the things that I think they showcased really well was that when he started this group and he started pulling people together, he was like, Eric, you got the money. He's like, Ice Cube, you got the rhymes. Like mm-hmm. I can get the beats. That's what we'll do. We'll keep it like that. And then we'll just keep going. It wasn't like, oh, I'm the mastermind. Now Easy yep. E's taking over and Ice Cube's getting all the shine. He was never I say he was never he never felt that way like he needed that but again this is him telling the story right. so I, I don't know i i do i think i always appreciated dre more than most people do like it was people, most people always say that they're like well he's not the best rapper but i always like i like his rhymes i liked his voice i always just uh, appreciated him him as a as an the actual i don't MC. dislike him at all yeah. but i just um, i think if you're but ice cube obviously like you said is like Great lyricist and just prolific, like at that. Time. Well, I think even he to, could just to see the amount of songs he wrote in yeah, yeah. the movie, yeah, outside of his own, and yeah, I, I'd say that's not really up for debate. But um, and I never, re- I didn't really listen to Ice Cube. I mean, I know some of the hits, but I don't, I, I never really got down with like all of his albums or anything like that. Have you, have you guys heard No Vaseline? Yeah, the, like the, the all the way his through. disc, the yeah, disc I've track, heard yeah, yeah. Wow! So I had <laughs> it's so good. Un, up until about a couple months ago, I had never like really listened to it. Oh, really? I, I went back and listened to a bunch of when this movie came out. So like twenty fifteen, okay. I went back yeah. and yeah, listened to America's Most Wanted and and yeah, it's just it's he really is good. Angry as fuck on that song. <laughs> I, I was like, damn, Q. But yeah, I get it. All time diss track, right? That's yeah, a, that's a really. Good <laughs> it, one. it was harsh. It was like, oh, oh, you going after everybody? <laughs> no quarter, just kill them all. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, Corey Hawkins did really well in my eyes as uh, Dre, and then O'Shea Jackson just crushed it so well too. You know, and to think, 
and I think I saw something like he had a hard time with it early on, like whether he could and and then he he seemed to get over it. Quick. Re- well, he really tried. They said he really focused down on it. It yeah. was like he wanted at that point. It's like no one else can do it. You know, like the insecurity of whether you can or can't is topped by the fact that like, what are you going to do if someone else is up there not delivering when, you know, you could play your dad and it looks great, you know, like physicality wise. Mm-hmm. I think they said he lost like 20 pounds or something to, to get down and, and play him. And I'm just like lost 20 pounds. Yeah. Well, especially early. I mean, I think cube cube got a little bigger, I yeah. think later, I but like kind of big, but maybe not. Uh, no. I, well, I think back in the day, yeah, you know, when, when NWA starting, no, I mean they're teenagers before he was or, Doughboy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and there was cool moments within that where when uh, Cube's in uh, Brian's office and he's like, "I got a baby on the way." Yeah, it's him. Yeah, he's the baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. you know, and, and then and then he sees him he's watching looking out at basketball. Yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very I, it, the first time around. I didn't I didn't make that connection. This Agreed. time around, I was like, whoa! Interesting dynamics there. Like just a little very cool, you know, connection between the whole thing. And I, I just I but I, I I don't know anyone would think. And I think we talked about him in Den of Thieves. I don't think anyone would think that he didn't deliver in this role as yeah. his dad, which had to be interesting, especially considering some of the things that are going on. <laughs> but um, Right, that's why they always had they always had him with his with his mom. Whoa. <laughs> Sitting next to his mom and like very you know, he wasn't partying with anybody. Cube was never at those Cube parties. Was never <laughs> anywhere. Never at any of those things. Uh, except, he was at the hotel though. except at the hotel, yeah. <laughs> that's a great scene too. <laughs> yeah they're uh so funny but yeah so uh you know he did great uh i saw something where easy east son auditioned for to play easy and uh little easy is what they called him i feel like they could have <laughs> probably done a little better on that but um it just didn't work out but then he ended up helping uh jason mitchell the guy who did play him he ended up helping him kind of try to get into get, it get the role i think right. he i mean he looked. He, it's like splitting image. Well, curl helps a lot. <laughs> you think, I just think it's like the voice too. I don't know. I just, well, the voice is definitely felt, key. That's obviously not an yeah. easy thing. I wouldn't think an easy thing to do. Do you think they just used the real tracks when they were rapping? I think so. I think I they almost to had for to. That. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, because yeah, I just don't think it sounded so. It sounded so much like like too like good. Cube. Yeah, yeah, too good. Um. Those concerts early on and just would have been insane to be at <laughs> yeah i mean i didn't so i didn't really listen to them like when they were big it, uh, it was delayed you know like we i felt like it was probably listening it looked like when what year was that when they were was it 90 what was the riots 90 92 were the riots 93 was what came to mind so it feels like maybe that's when they're out on tour Right. No, they're or broken up back. by then. Oh, they're broken up. Yeah, yeah, they so, were only around eighty eight. Yeah, 89. so I wasn't listening. Yeah, to, yeah the late eighties. So I, like we're ninety five, ninety six. We're listening. That's when we're listening to Easy E and NWA a little bit. Right, the heart of Iowa. Well, that's the yeah. that Ice Cube in ninety one. <laughs> okay, well, sorry, eleven year old. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, I was. I was. It was young. Oh, no, nah, you weren't even eleven. Me. You were I was, nine, ten. Uh, in in ninety one, I was ten. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for, but for sure, yeah, Ice Cube, and I, I knew where I knew where he was from. <laughs> I knew it was from NWA. Yeah, so I wasn't 
I was not a, I mean, my cousins did. My cousins had it and had the NWA tracks and um, albums and things like that, but that wasn't where my uh, my musical tastes landed. But I do remember like when The Chronic came out and uh, a buddy of mine at school got it, and that was, yeah, right, what, 95, and you're just like, okay, this is different, but this is kind of cool. The Chronic was in 93, wasn't it? I think it was in the later. No, it, so I just looked it up. Uh, the it Predator Ice Cube was 92. It was a good day. For sure listened to that when I was 11 because it was 92. <laughs> oh, um, you know what? The Chronic, I want to say, was 93. And you might be right. I'm pretty... Uh, 92, actually. December oh. 15th, 92. So essentially okay. 90, 93. And yeah, yeah, that's when... But yeah, that was, was one. Dre Day and, um, and nothing, nothing but a G, G thing. thing. Yeah. Right. And that was like kind of the rise of that. And also when I got it first introduced to Snoop. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, the world, right? Yeah. Southside of Chicago. Yeah. See, that's like 95. <laughs> we're bumping when we're the first kid with the, we're 94, first kid with the permits rolling around. And we're, uh, you know, the, the speakers in the in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> we were listening to it on B96. Oh, then you weren't listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the lyrics on my uh, uh, online, <laughs> on Prodigy. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. I don't believe that for one second. Um, but yeah, the, even the rest of the cast, I felt like they covered, you know, um, MC Ren, uh, Aldous Hodge got to play him and, uh, Neil Brown Jr. played DJ Yella. The only one that I wish they had gotten somebody, not somebody bigger was for Suge. I felt like, I think they were going straight look. Only. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think they got that look down pretty good. Yeah. He wasn't was big it? enough, but he was, yeah. uh, just he ha- was menacing enough, though. He was menacing, yeah, for sure. I just think that's all they cared about was the look. It was like we're just we we got to hit the look or we don't do it. Yeah. And then at that point, it's like you're not getting a name actor at all simultaneously, unless it just randomly exists. But yeah. Um, where was Mike? Oh, Michael Clark Duncan was gone by this point. Where was uh, <laughs> where was Arabian Prince? Founding member of NWA. It's not even in the movie. Not even there. Maybe they didn't they didn't talk to him. <laughs> he didn't get his two cents then. Our boy Lakeith. They didn't want the movie to be four and a half hours long. <laughs> he didn't make the cut. Yeah, Lakeith. Yeah. Of all. Yeah. yeah. Sneaking I, in as Snoop. I did not realize that was him on the first. I, I remember first from the first time around that he yeah. was that he was Snoop. Um I don't know how that pat passed me passed me up. It's just maybe I didn't know him in twenty fifteen, probably, right? Yeah. Maybe you didn't yeah. know him well, yeah. Yeah. Just a bit player, kinda just coming in. Um, and then <laughs> Brady and I were talking about this before the sort before we started recording, but um, apparently Warren G's in this film a couple times. Yeah, we couldn't remember him. <laughs> couldn't see him. Missed him. Right. I saw it in the credits where it's. Oh, so you don't remember him in the movie? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm agreeing with you, and I thought you guys were going to say like, "Oh yeah, don't you no, remember no, this?" That, that's when no. we were like, "Oh shit, yeah, I don't remember." And I was like, I think I remember seeing that the first time around and wondering, like, oh, yeah, I don't remember him in the movie. And then I didn't remember. Unless he's the guy that's hanging out with Snoop. I mean, that'd be the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Is he just, is that literally a background player? But, like, you'd think he could throw a name out. Well, are are you guys saying him, the actual Warren G or a guy? Because there's someone playing Warren G, too, Joshua Brockington. Yeah. We were just saying I don't remember the character. Yeah, of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Orange, I, I, I don't think they called right. it out. They're like, "Oh, this is my cousin Warren G." Yeah, yeah, right. No, I don't think they did either. Okay. Yeah. So I think no, the actual Warren G. I don't believe is in <laughs> okay. this movie, but I don't want to say that a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I thought you were saying. Maybe too, there was a kid. Yeah, a lot of people those pool parties. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you touched on this earlier. So we like Giamatti. 
are we happy with uh, with with him in this movie? I, I thought really by especially at the end that la- that last scene when he's like, Eric, come back. It's like it was like that was a little much. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little too much. Like you could have cut it. You could have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already, I already acknowledged you're you're right about. To, but that's you know that was what a minute again a minute to cut there. Um, Every little bit helps. <laughs> Every little bit help, helps when it's one a.m. <laughs> Do you guys? Um, did you guys recognize the guy who was sitting out front of his house? Whose house? Um, oh, the guy who looked a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, no. With like the tank uh-huh. top. No. That was Thomas Jones, former NFL running back Thomas Jones. Really? Yeah. Bears running back. <laughs> Bears running Thomas back Jones. Thomas Jones. I think I can kind of see it. Yeah. Random. <laughs> he got. I his, think I remember hearing something. Now you say that, like that he was wor- trying to get into acting. Yeah, or something. he's been an actor. In a co- he was in Luke Cage. Well, take your word for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's Thomas Jones. Good, good call. You knew that just by yeah, yeah, by looking at him. It's a good pull. It's a deep pull. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I agree. Like the stuff with pig vomit, who will always be pig. Can he ever play a good music executive? I don't think it's possible because he's in another film. I looked up on like the top 30 music biopics from Rolling Stone, and he's in another one where he's like the controlling therapist of some musician. Oh, the I think the Brian Wilson story, maybe? <laughs> That's the, the Beach Boys? Yeah. Oh, the one with uh, Paul uh, Dano? I think so. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that it might be good. that or something. Was the two Pauls are in it? Um. <laughs> It, it might not be that one exactly, but he's in another movie where there's a musician and the he love becomes, and mercy is is it's what it's called, and he becomes like the controlling therapist and yeah, just like Doctor Eugene Landy. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yep, he's in that. <laughs> wow, he's the jerk uh, station manager in Private Parts. That's right, he is. <laughs> so if you need a a horrible music exec or you know record producer or whatever in the industry, go call go, up go Giamatti. to Giamatti. <laughs> Um, Love and Mercy was actually pretty good. John, C- yeah, John Cusack uh, played the other Brian, like older Brian Wilson. I'm out. <laughs> That's right. You don't, you don't like Cusack, hating on Cusack. What uh, is this? One of your well, it's too long. If it wasn't too long, is it one of your favorite biopics? Or are there others that come to mind? Uh, the Queen, well, Bohemian Rhapsody recently. Sorry enough, that was, this was the highest grossing uh, biopic until until Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. That's one I actually haven't seen. I haven't yet. seen it either. I haven't seen. So I haven't seen the, the Elton John one. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I don't really have an interest in that. Yeah. I loved Neither La Bamba as a kid. La Bamba is unbelievable. Thank you. I wasn't sure if you guys were gonna be like, oh, dude, Martin. I would say I'm in the twenties. Grew at up least. on. I grew up on Lou Diamond Phillips as Richie Valens. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> that was really good. Really good. Right at the end. Oh right? my With, god. Um, with Sleepwalk playing in the background. It's so good. Yeah. Odana. Odana. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's one. It's one of my like, you know, foundational early like watching with the Burbs and Bloodsport. Brad made me who I am today. (laughs) There's at least a contributing factor in there. (laughs) Ah, absolutely love Obama. So there there were more in the '80s. I want to say too. Um, I think that's all I really knew. Lou Diamond Phillips has for a long time. Yeah, long time. Still stand and deliver too. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) I'll take Obama. Um, uh, I feel like Dennis Quaid was in Great Balls of Fire or something. He uh, was, yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's all I got well, off the top of my head. There's Walk the Line. Oh, Walk the Line's real good. Johnny Cash, yeah. There's A Star Is Born. That's not about. It's not about real people. 
Well, it's just a music. Eight, eight miles. Music eight miles. Not about. It's a not. Real person. Okay, so I'm not well, calling it a not eligible. It's not a biopic either. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about real. You know, b- movies about real life musicians. Elvis, not Dewey Cox. <laughs> walk, <laughs> walk hard or whatever. Else. I was just gonna say the same thing. So good. Um, oh yeah, there's Elvis, which apparently everyone thinks uh, this guy is gonna might win the best actor. Austin I will Butler. be furious. <laughs> I might be done officially. It might be With Elvis and Triangle yeah. of Sadness. <laughs> just clean sweep. <laughs> it might just. It just. I just. I don't let necessarily like someone winning an Oscar because just because of that they get Imitate like somebody is he a good actor or he can he do one thing right they put it he could sing I assume he was from like Disney or some shit I think that's what I heard he's he, no Val Kilmer people Val know Val him Kilmer does Elvis better than this guy because I heard him he's seat. from he's from Disney and or he's a oh, he childhood is? oh I didn't know him so like might have been Simmons or somebody was saying they're like. So he had the young audience pull in, the old audience was in because of Elvis. Right. Like, so it it they hit the sweet spot, and so people like it. And I'm like, God, just don't want. I think I just still. I just yeah. Hate he was in so Zoe much. 101 or something for a while, and that looks like a Disney, like a Disney Disney thing. There, what's funny is people are saying that he's still like keeping the accent. Like like you talked to him before he did this movie, and he's like sounded like a normal person, and now he's like, hey. He's still like keeping the keeping the so Elvis much. voice. Uh, speaking of Al Kilmer, wasn't he in the Doors? Yes, he yes. was. Doors. That was a. I, I should probably watch that again. But Oliver Stone's kind of a weird movie maker and filmmaker, and that's uh, you that's don't a, say. It's an Oliver Stone movie. Um, and I never is really that liked one also the Doors. six hours long. It, I think it, I remember it being kind of long. But Val Kilmer's good in it because he does do a, a really good uh, Jim Morrison. Um, but I never really loved yeah. the Doors. I thought they no. were always kind of overrated. They were overrated. <laughs> or are. <laughs> Continue to be. Yeah. Continue to be. But yeah, back to... It's good, though. I would say this is up there in terms of uh, one of the better... Uh, Well-made and entertaining. Biopics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I also like the fact that F. Gary Gray was the director and also like kind of meta in it because he was also the, the director for Friday. Friday. Yeah. And, and love that. he follows the Pete Burke... Oh. Oh. Law-abiding citizen. And the Italian job, you're veering in the wrong direction. Set it off. He directed the Ice Cube video. It was a good day. Yeah, that's yeah. why I just yeah, from 1992. <laughs> Sorry, I could have kept going down his. I know, and I knew you were heading the wrong direction. That's why I was like, I gotta go. I gotta veer. I gotta ring, rein it in. Didn't even have to use his AK. But um, he also does. Ray the, he also another. directed Natural Born Killers video uh, with Pac. With Pac mm. and Dre. I was gonna say he also or sorry, Cuban movie. Dre, but Pac was <laughs> Pac was in the video. He pulls the uh, the Pete Berg. He's in every one of his movies. He F. has Gary a role. Is? Yeah. Oh wow. Who was he in this? He was the DJ that was playing the music. The DJ. He was the one that played their record, <laughs> the the first straight out of Compton and. Um, oh, like on the radio. On the radio. Got yeah. you. Okay. I say it's more of a Hitchcock. Started that whole doing this. Well, well, we we know it as a peeper. <laughs> we call it a berg. <laughs> it's, it's on this podcast. It's the berg. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. And it was good. I just it. I couldn't get over the length. It really. I remember it too from the first time being like, man, that movie's long. And I I don't think that's unique. I think that, that was a common complaint. Yeah, it's probably why I didn't watch it again. Until and it's now. long, man. <laughs> and then rewatch it, I'm like, God, it's long. It is just a hard. Uh, I, it's impressive that we all did get through it in one sitting, but it's. I'll tell you what I could have used more of though. Then, more of how they like making the songs, like that scene when 
when he's trying to figure out the little yeah very for, uh, cool for nothing but a G thing yeah and then yep. he hits on it and then um, Snoop comes and then they cut it you know like that something well, like I could have seen the whole thing what's funny about that is I saw a tidbit they're like that's a little uh, maybe a little creative license they're like because there's no way he had it. well because that's sampled yeah oh it is that, yeah <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was a sample that's funny so it's impossible that he wouldn't that yeah. he didn't one he didn't come up with it yeah 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 and so two like well now I don't like it at all <laughs> No, yeah, that's a he totally would have gotten it eventually. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's a, you guys. Wait, did you say you saw Bohemian Rhapsody or no? No, no neither of um, us. That's that's why I like that movie because they did show like, like the biggest the songs. Stuff. They they showed like how they came up with them, like the "We Will Rock You" thing, um, and some of the bass lines. How someone they were fighting and just came in so and did VH1 behind the music. Yeah, a little. But like, that's what I like about you know it's like how the musicians actually get to work. Yeah. Um, I thought um, you were going to say they were going to bring in the vanilla ice when they did Under Pressure and showed how it was the same <laughs> yeah, but different. Right. <laughs> See, it's not the same. It's got that ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Uh, I agree with you, though. I did like that stuff. Is That would have been a little yeah. cooler um, to spend some time on. And just, or Eric just not being able to hit the beat. And they're just laughing at him in the beginning for Boys in the Hood. Well, yeah. even the writing, too. You know, obviously, like with Cube's. Yeah. Cube's approach and obviously, like, the police – the fucking police came out of – whether yeah. it did or didn't, but it came, they it presented it as coming out of them all getting directly out of right, yeah, some uh, a police uh, interaction, and yeah. obviously you know our boy Giamatti comes out looking like a very uh, very pro black uh, <laughs> the ally to the uh, to the police at all times, and uh, yeah, I, I wonder if he actually like since they clearly have no love no love lost for Jerry <laughs> Heller, but they there were a few moments where they portrayed him as not uh, right, just a complete terrible person. You could see it. So yeah, I don't know you if could that see was it real. Their perspective now being like, dude, that motherfucker, you know, he is the worst. We're yeah. gonna make him look like the worst. But you're right. But they, there were scenes that he did came off as okay, maybe not the worst. Right. <laughs> I like the the contrast with Jerry when he was like, Oh yeah, we don't need to get lawyers involved. Like in the beginning with <laughs> Cube and them, and he's like, when Cube started releasing the disc records, he's like, Oh, we're gonna sue his ass. And it's like, Oh, now you like lawyers? <laughs> who, who does that sound like? Ah. <laughs> uh, so they're all listening, sitting around listening to it. Is it yellow? That's just like, oh, that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> it's like, dude, they're like, come on. Like, We're, no one even knows what an anti Semite is. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I was, I, one, I like the pairing of these two, obviously, coming off of our uh, O'Shea uh, and uh, Cheddar Bob from Eminem's in both movies. And, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but it was, it was fun to see kind of what we talked about on, on you know, in the intro, the, the the genesis of of a musician right like trying to get from working at a club in in socal or uh you, you know, know lonzo's crazy ass outfits <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or uh or working at a you know a factory you know and trying to find the way the way out yeah. so uh, interesting dynamics and parallels in that regard yeah and i just i, I did love like like i said if you were if you were at that whatever the name of that club was, Lonzo's. Do do dots do do. I was like do doots do doos. Yeah, do doos. Um, that doesn't sound right, but I think it was. Um, if you were there early and be like, yeah, I remember when he brought up Ice Cube to, rat, and I was there when I saw him the first time. Yeah, like, there, there, there was a whole crowd of people that could say they were they were yeah. in that room. Like that's that would be legendary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just had to admit that there are do doos. <laughs> <laughs> You could have just gone to Lonzo's, my man. That actually would have played better. <laughs> As always, Dre, I got something to say. Subscribe where you listen and tell a friend.
Bye, Felicia.